Hi everybody, welcome to the Generation Why The Podcast, where we ask very key questions such as why we are who we are, why we make our life choices, what's going on in the world, and why aren't we ready for any of it? We are three besties asking why. Generation Y, do what they do. In 2020! Yes! Oh my god, happy new year girls! Yes! And guys, we're open to everyone. Oh, oh yes, yeah. of course, of course. I should have fuck men. <laughs> new Year, same ho, am I right? <laughs> yeah, it's New Year, New Gee. I'm <laughs> you, obsessed with that. I you can't believe up with me. I, never, I think it's the best I can't believe I never thought of that. Like, my name is literally Muggy. Why didn't I always say it? New Year, New Gee. It is amazing. I don't get it. Does it rhyme? We need to get the Irish glossary in here and I'll uh, explain it all. Yeah, that'll, that'll, <laughs> that'll help. Gee is a slang term for a female's bits. It's not a very nice Irish slang word, but it's a gas word. Um, but yes, guys, welcome back. We're back. We're back in action. We're here again for the Generation Y Though podcast. And we're so excited uh, to be back recording with you guys again. Yeah, I'm actually buzzed. I really, 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 really missed doing it over the break. Yeah, Aww. in case you couldn't tell, like um, we were doing loads of stories and everything over um, the Christmas period because we just missed you guys so much. Yes. yes I'm also yes. really grateful that we do a podcast because my skin broke out like shit from all the shit food and alcohol I drank over the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, thank God we're not on television. I have a fairy face perfect for a podcast <laughs> yeah. yes yes he does that's true actually thank you I'm also fat as fuck right now but like what's I don't know it looks stunning I mean it's like pH so this week guys we're going to ease you into the new year by having a little chat about all things new year's resolutions what's going to happen in 2020 and then doing a bit of a look back at 2019 and also the decade the whole gone <gasps> oh my past. god so 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 weird I feel like a new beginning and I'm very excited, so I'm not going to lie. I feel like 2020 is the time of just realising things and we're all just <laughs> oh like God. realising things and like realise it's a whole 10 years. I calm down this general. <laughs> I realise that lots of things have happened to yeah. us over this decade. It's like realisation. I just love realisation of things. I hate you both. Oh my God. I hate you both. So now that we're all back, let's have a little chat about how your Christmas was. Nikki, what about you? How was your Christmas back in Dublin? It was lovely. Very quiet. I feel like that's the go-to answer. Very quiet. Like, that was Christmas. I'm like, very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was lovely I really enjoyed doing nothing I was a bit sick out of the Christmas but I know nobody gives a fuck so I'm not going to talk about that but yeah it was good lovely to be home catching up with family drank lots of points Guinness the huge I feel like everyone's drinking Guinness now. I feel like I'm the only person who's not drinking Guinness at the moment. No, I'm not. It's, no, it's gross That's to me. It's gorgeous. You're right, though. It is, like, trendy to drink Guinness again. It seems yeah. trendy now, yeah. yeah. It's gorgeous, though. It's Especially really canned Guinness. I'm like... Oh, my God. I had my first can of Guinness on Christmas morning. <laughs> I'm so just going back. Wow. <laughs> and um, I've never had it before, and it was actually delish. We don't have tap water, but we have canned Guinness. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. Uh, how was your Christmas, guys? Oh, mine was fine, yeah. Um, it was very nice. It was the longest I've been home in a while, because normally I only go home for like four or five days but I was home for like nearly a week this time nice. so it was nice to get home spend time with the family see a few friends the usual kind of stuff you know what I mean the same stuff that I kind of do every year but it was quite nice and I'm really milking this whole like you know having younger siblings thing with Santa because uh, Santa was good this year yeah Santa Ooh. still comes to us which is gas we spoke about this in our last episode episode 10 guys tune in if you want do you find when you went home for a week that you wanted to kill your parents by the end of it well, it's not that I wanted to kill them, but I'm like, <laughs> I think I could have done with a day or two less yeah. on the holiday. I think I said that to mom and she was like, oh no, what do you mean? What do you mean? I was just like, look, don't get me wrong, love you all to pieces, but like, I live in the country and I can't get into town on my own and I just need to get back to my house. Like, mm. I just can't cope anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, John? Oh, um, uh, oh my God. We need, to get, we need to get back in the habit of not talking over each other. <laughs> 
no, my Christmas was the same. Was always seeing family and friends. I was definitely Santa's little bitch. He treated me well. He's a very good daddy <laughs> to me really this good. Christmas. It was great. But yeah, it was lovely. The same. I was excited to come back over to London. You know, I've been over here a long time now, and I realized, oh, I kind of have like my routine and yeah. my home is over here now. Mm-hmm. So it's mad. It, it feels is. weird. It's it weird is. when you go home to Ireland and it's like, this isn't my home anymore. Yes. It's yeah. yeah. But if you dare say that to your parents, mm-hmm. even though my bedroom is now a walk-in wardrobe with the oh, beds yeah. in the corner, <laughs> I was like, man, this is my room. What about that? still your room. You still have the same curtains you had when you were younger and the same carpet. And I was like, those are things that do not make a fucking room. Yeah. My brother has my room now. I have the box room. Like, sick and <laughs> Even though I don't live there, I'm absolutely sick and So, 2020, 2020 vision, new year, same gay, same home. No, new year, new gay. Someone said that to me. It was like, 2020 vision to see all through the bullshit. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, 2020. Um, if you could see us all, we're all like dabbing whilst we speak about Because we're hip. Any new year's resolutions? How do you feel about new year's resolutions? Is it something we do or not? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I feel like everyone has a new year's resolution um, I don't even know anymore. Like, for me personally, I do have one or two this year that I want to kind of go out and do. What is it? Um, I want to be more active this year because I feel like 2019 was a great year, but everything kind of came to me naturally, whether it was, like, you know, stuff at work or in my personal life. Mm. I feel like I didn't go out and seek things enough because I get complacent and lazy very easily. So, yeah, I feel like this year I definitely want to have more goals in mind. Like, I actually have already gone out and bought myself, like, a 2020 goal planner so oh. I can, like, sit down and be like, okay, these are things that I want to achieve mm-hmm. this year um, and things that I want to try, so... Yeah, this year's gonna be more about me wanting and doing shit. That's that's what I say on the first week of January. We'll see what happens. That's so funny. <laughs> so like, what is doing shit? Well, I do have other I do have other things I want to do, but there's a few things that I'll bring up later on in the podcast. Oh, okay. I, oh. I always did New Year's resolution, but I was like very lazy about it. It was things like I'm going to pass my college exams and I'm going to keep working and save money. You know, like things I was going to do anyway. I didn't have to put any extra effort into that. Mm. I was obviously going to do my exams and hopefully pass. I was always going to work and put a bit of money away. So this year I have made a conscious effort to not do any New Year's resolutions related to work because mm-hmm. I'm going to do all the things in work anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I'm That's doing... That's a good point. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing things more for me as opposed to like my professional life. So I want to read more nice. for myself. I want to read more. Um, read, read more what though? Porn? Just read more... <laughs> <laughs> Dirty fiction. Um, Erotic literature. <laughs> right. just, re- just read more books for myself because I feel like all my reading was just like reading kids' books and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, and fair, yeah. A horrible habit also of going on my phone and reading Twitch. And I was like, oh, I'm reading. That's not fucking reading. Can I give you your first book recommendation? Go. It's called A Little Life. Okay. And it's by... Vanya something, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I read... Because you, you, you read it? You and Silent Partner told me to read this book. Also, and- I got like, it's so big. I got like halfway through and I was just like, this is just depressing, man. I had to stop. It's really depressing. It's really deep. And also all of my friends I've gifted this book to. (laughs) I gave this book to like everybody I know apart from you two. I'm so sorry. But you should definitely, definitely read it. It's an interesting read. It's depressing, but it's great. Mm. It's so long. Well, I'm focusing a lot of um, queer literature is something I want to work on. Um, And I also want to get a bit of a fatter ass. I want to get some... (laughs) Fatter ass. Yes, queen. I want to get nicer arms. Okay. And I just want to do a bit more traveling and enjoy myself. Are you going to go to the gym? Absolutely not. So how are we going to get fat ass and big arms? So I'm going to do arms. a 30 day squat challenge 12 times. <laughs> and I'm going to buy some weights off Groupon and just attempt to lift them in my bedroom. Oh my God. I know. It's going to be a complete and utter fucking shit show. Squat challenge, you'll get a fat ass from. I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, prior to coming up, like, in June, it's got to look like, like, these trousers I bought have to look really stuck I mean, me. summer bods are made in winter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I am 30 next year, after all. <sighs> so I feel like I have to make those choices. <laughs> 
So Nikki, what about your um, New Year's resolutions? Tell us all. I don't usually do like wild New Year's resolutions. I think January can be a bit annoying. I fucking hate social media and New Year's resolutions in January mm-hmm. because everybody is like, New Year, new me. This is what I'm doing now. I'm going to get fit. And I feel a bit guilty about how I ate and enjoyed myself over Christmas and I shouldn't. And I think women might get that a lot too. They feel like guilty, like they've binged and now they have to like go on a diet and it it doesn't encourage me or motivate me at all. It really annoys me. So I kind of try and avoid that in January. Yeah. But I do have a New Year's resolution to set less and sleep more. I need to sleep more. This is a big one. I don't get enough sleep at all. Seriously? Like that. What, do you yeah. not, what do you mean you don't get enough sleep? I don't go to bed as I want to get at least eight hours every night. Okay. And I don't go to bed early enough to do that. Well, what time do you get up in the morning normally? Like 7.30. And I don't go to bed. Hard. Yeah, I know, but I don't. Like, my Fitbit tells me I don't get enough, so I need to get more sleep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have... I want to cut down on drinking, but, like, not massively, because I have cut down on drinking loads anyway the past year or so. I don't know if any of you have noticed, though. Like, n- Instagram is now blowing up with everyone being like, okay, so 2020, I'm going sober. Have, like, has your feed been bombarded with this? Nah, my group of friends are alcoholics, so no. So, like, yeah, sober is, like, the new thing now. And I'm like, it's great. Yeah. Like, do you... But I'm like, oh my god, like sober. Well, I'm not gonna do a dry year. I'm, I'm not gonna dry do Jan. a wet year. I'm gonna do like a moist <laughs> slash damp year. <laughs> so I'm drinking less, but it's still partially wet. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I'm the same. I'm doing dry January, but that's only because like, I don't. I hate when people say I'm doing dry January. I'm not gonna do this. I think it's a bit of a, an attention <laughs> thing. The reason I'm not doing it is because. I was like very not well before mm. Christmas. Like my body was basically telling me, "Look, you're getting old. You need to watch yourself Same. and take care of yourself because you were just doing too much." So I'm just like, "Right, look, January. While everyone else is doing it, I'll cut it because it'll be easier." Mm-hmm. Because I'm one of the people who can't say no. If one, if I have a sniff of vodka on the night, I'm <laughs> fucked. Like that's me for the next three weeks. So I cannot touch alcohol at the minute. Yeah, I'm the exact same. I'm off it. What about people who say they're going on like a fitness journey and they start a new Instagram? Do we think that's too far or do we think, oh, that's okay. That's how you're going to motivate yourself. Creating a separate Instagram, that's a bit much. Not unless you're going to start off as a PT or create your own business. That's fine. But like, no, why yeah. don't you create a separate one? I think that's odd. People I, do this though. I've mm. seen it. I don't know. I think if it motivates them, yeah. then whatever, like that's good for them. But it does fuel comparison and guilt yes. with others, I think. But then it's like, is that how, that's not their problem. It's like, if you don't take yeah. on this kindly, then that's not. That's your own problem. That's tea. I don't get annoyed by it. I know I just said I do, but like I don't really get annoyed by people going off and doing these things. I don't get it. I wouldn't personally do it, but yeah. I never hate on someone for doing it. Yeah. And I think that's something that the three of us understand, especially I think when we were all at home and coming back. I feel like now, especially that we're like living away from home and doing our own thing. I know for me, especially like I'm going out there and I'm trying to do a few more creative things and be a bit more different. Like we're doing a podcast uh, and we're doing other things. I can't really hate on someone for going to do something else. Like yeah. whereas if I was at home, I know a lot of people who would easily be just like, oh my god, look at the setier one. Like what are they doing? Yeah. I find it very hard to, now to be like shame on you for trying something new because sure look at us because we are I completely agree with you I think I'm in the exact same mindset not that I would be interested in it and I don't know how it would make me feel looking at their Instagram but like it's not about me it's whatever the fuck they want to do exactly exactly. and I suppose it's creating a community isn't it like if 15 people do it and create a a hashtag or whatever then they're all like supporting each other isn't it once it's healthy like I think there's nothing wrong with setting goals there's nothing wrong with like embracing a new year as like a new chapter and to like turn a leaf that's absolutely perfect like preach preach mama I'm with you on that however once it's healthy like if it's a gang of it's women or men who want to lose weight healthily and make a lifestyle change amazing don't do a fad diet in january baby it's not you're not going to lose the weight and it's not going to be good for you no you know? it's not sustainable it's no. not a sustainable lifestyle 
I'm kind of like, now I know it's a new year, I know it's a new decade, I know it's all about new beginnings, but girl, I want some nostalgia, I want some returns. Is Miss Statsy coming to the front again? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh, she's back. Miss Stati is back. She's back, 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 back. Miss is back. She's got a whole decade to reflect on on Stats, bitch. So, buckle <gasps> up. Oh, God. Get me a chair. Seatbelt on. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to start with some Gen Y stats on resolutions, because that's what we were talking about. Resolution in French, because I know references in French. Oh, wow. We're a bilingual podcast. I'm not sure if that's mm. it is even French. Can we put like a French tag on this and we're putting it on Apple? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Calculatrice. Calculatrice. Oh my god, that sounds like a great drag queen name. Calculatrice. What does that mean? Calculator in French. Oh. Six years of French, though. I remember it's calculatrice. Calculatrice. Pomplemousse. Pomplemousse. I didn't even do French, and that's all I know. (laughs) Okay, so what do you think is one of the biggest New Year's resolutions for Generation Y? Lose weight. Yes. 50% of Generation Y say, well, actually, no, I've got this wrong. 50% of Generation Y say they want to exercise more, so it's related. 49% 49% say they want to save money. 43% say they want to eat healthily. 37% say they want to lose weight. And 28% say they want spiritual growth. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Ooh. I can see all of those. I think mine are a few of those. Mine is definitely like getting a bit fitter, losing a bit of weight, eating yeah. healthier, and not being such an absolute sesh monster. <laughs> eat less chocolate. No. Oh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> How were those two biscuits I gave you today, hon? Ah, fuck off, Nikki. <laughs> Fucking got eating fucking chew, just She's got like, a little down. We arrived at the house and she made me eat the chocolate, and then as soon as I eat the chocolate, wow, did you not say you're not eating chocolate? <laughs> if so I jumped off a cliff, would you jump in after me? Yes, exactly. you know me, I follow everyone. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but this year particularly, I've actually noticed a lack of people talking about resolutions on social media. Now, I know you literally just said, oh my god, I disagree. For me personally, I haven't seen that many people being like New Year and me, or maybe I'm just oblivious to it now and I don't see it, but I just thought there was a bit of a lack. However, you know what I did see a lot of over Christmas? Uh-huh. The ring on the finger. Oh my god, everyone's getting fucking engaged. Everyone and their mother is engaged. Uh, no shade I love how we start all of this being like you can do what you want to do we're support everybody but at the same time also, <laughs> no shade yeah and bloke if you're listening heads up if you try and combine a Christmas gift with an engagement oh. you're, you're getting the fucking door it's yeah. not it's a two not, for one stone, it's like. not a two for one no. literally there's so many people that I know like my best friend at home Catherine she's engaged now it was a little bit before Christmas but she's engaged one of these girls I know from home did get engaged and it was a complete shock or whatever and we bumped into her mother in the pub lol and she was saying like you know out of the blue like it's crazy people that I grew up with are getting engaged and married and babas and well this is because these these, these. these is because and now we're a Spanish podcast yeah see 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 so these this is because in 2010 2010! Mexico! 2020 ain't going well. No. Okay, in 2000... In two... Oh my god. Did you go back to school? In 2010, the youngest millennials turned 14 and the oldest turned 29. In 2020, they'll be turning 24 and 39, respectively. So it's the age where we get engaged, have babies, do all this adult shit... Now we are New Year, New Gay. I just love saying that so much. <laughs> I don't know how I haven't trademarked that at this point. We're going to have a look back at 2019. Woo! Um, and to start it off, we're going to do a quiz. Oh, lads, I have the worst memory in the entire world. I'm not going to remember anything. Okay, so I am usually the one who always takes part in the quiz. So this time I am going to be the game show host. John is kindly handing over his microphone. And I'm going to be the game show host. So are you all ready? I mean, you rush out of my fucking hands, but fine. <laughs> you each have a buzzer. Connor, yours is new gay. Okay. And John, yours is new year. So if you know the answer, you have to say new year, eh, new year, gay. Eh. No. 
New Year, uh, newbie. Uh. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. I'm just saying. Tongue twister. Shut up, you. <laughs> All right. Are y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Dun, 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 dun. Mm, no, mm, don't, mm, because mm, we don't mm. have the rights okay. to the music. Oh. <laughs> Besides Game of Thrones, what other beloved HBO TV show ended in 2019? Succession, Sex in the City, Veep, or Girls? <laughs> New Year. <laughs> I forgot New Year. It's Veep. It's Veep. Yes. I forgot. We Julia, second name Dreyfus, is <laughs> iconic and she deserves her um, six-year Emmy streak. Are we ready for question two? I'll go on. Yes. Question. Question. Elle est française. No, 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 no. Oh crap, hold on. Give me one second. Give me one second. Um, Lea dish kukura August nikashina around Lequidge Nikki. To our non-Irish listeners know that it's not gibberish that Connor is speaking, it is actually our lovely language, Irish. He is referencing the intro to an Irish listening tape that was played and we were quizzed on during our Irish listening exams in the Leaving Cert, aka our final state exams or our A-levels. Honestly, PTSD, listen to him say that. Okay, Lady Gaga won an Oscar for her writing. Nikki, uh, Star is Born. No, that, no. <gasps> she won the Oscar for the song Shallow. Yes! Mm. Yes! Don't fucking cough me for the Academy Awards. I, I know the shit. I forgot okay. that's his specialty. Okay, question three. Which former Desperate Housewife served jail time after... Nikki! No, I have to finish the question because people are listening. Oh, oh right, This okay. is a podcast. Fair, okay. okay. But I want to win because I'm winning two now. <laughs> Which former Desperate Housewives served jail time after being involved in a college admission scandal? You do. Connie. Ha! Um, ah! uh, she played Lynette and her name is uh, Felicity Huffman. Yes. Well <laughs> Question four. Which artist took home the Grammy for Album of the Year? Casey Musgraves, Post Malone, Drake or Janelle Monet? Here. That was John. Drake. It was... No. Casey Musgraves. It was Casey Musgraves. I, I, I should have known that. Casey, yeah. yeah, I should have known that. Love Casey Musgraves. I remember that happened. I don't know who she is. Wow, she's like a really fab like, country singer. Yeah, oh, okay. like, she sports gay rights. I should have known that. Gay rights. I'm so sorry. You're an actual homophobe. <laughs> I know. I'm an actual homophobe. <laughs> Question five. Taylor Swift ended her longtime feud with which fellow diva? Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce. Here. Here. Katy Perry. Yes, sir. They start. They start together. I don't know who's winning. Oh, I'm winning four one. Okay. Um, they start together in Taylor Swift's comeback single in the video. Remember they're dressing up as like mm. different types of food. She was a burger. She was a burger. Katy Perry was a burger. Yeah, it was cute. Question six. What Disney movie came out with its highly anticipated sequel this year? Nicky. Oh, you have to give us the options, but it doesn't matter. That one. was a draw as well, so I'm going to give you the options. Frozen, The Lion King, Coco, Mona. Nicky. Okay. <laughs> Fight me. Uh, Frozen. Yes. Question seven. Which former SNL star hosted and sang a tribute about beloved cast member Chris Farley? David Spade, Will Farrell, Chris Rock, or Adam Sandler? New Year. New Year. Uh, it was Will Farrell, wasn't it? I was going to say Adam Sandler. Oh, it was Adam Sandler. I was going to say Adam Sandler. Do I get a point for that? Yeah, okay, we'll give it to you. Question eight. <laughs> which, <laughs> which random food beat Kylie Jenner for the most liked photo on Instagram? An egg, an onion, a slice of bread, a cookie. Noogie. Egg. Yes, it was an egg. Question nine, the ultimate question. Ooh. Which artist made 2019 100% her year, especially when one of her songs went number one? I know what Rihanna, it is. Rihanna, Cardi B, Lizzo, Taylor Swift. Noogie, Lizzo. I knew that. Yeah, it was her now. Damn right it was Lizzo. I'm sorry, Iconic. Who else charts songs from a 2016 album in 2019? Like, that's yeah, Iconic. Really. Question 10, final question. Which purple-haired soccer player led the US women's national team to a World Cup victory in France this summer? 
Rose Lavelle, Megan Rapinoe, Alex Morgan, Cardi Lloyd. Noogie. Noogie. I said, he said Noogie as oh, well. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Alex, the one, Alex. I love how you don't know this one at all. It was Megan oh. Rapinoe. I knew that. Come on, lesbian energy. Okay, great. We have a new year and a new winner, right? It's John. I mean, he's very consistent if I had to say so myself. Look, let's put it this way. None of us actually counted the scores and no one cares who won. No, so let's six. just say we're all winners and move on. John <laughs> won six, motherfucking four. Great quiz, Nikki. Great quiz. But at the Thank same you. time, you're very welcome. Mm-hmm. So let's have a little chat about what we think are personal peaks and pits because I know the listeners at home are nosy and want to know what we thought of 2019. So... So for me, my 2019, like I said, it wasn't me kind of going out and actively seeking things. I felt like things came to me. And it was great because really good things came to me. You know what I mean? Like, um, I got a promotion at work. So I got that kind of nice thing to happen to me, which mm-hmm. is great. And I felt quite validated from that because the job was something that I was quite worried about or something um, that I didn't know if it was going well or not. So that was nice to get that validation. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that in the careers episode. And uh, that was one thing. Also, we started the podcast together, which is obviously quite nice. Yeah. Because I didn't realise how much this was going to be good for me and how much I was going to enjoy it because Same. I'm such a creative person and I don't have any creative outlets. I can't draw for shite, can't sing, can't <laughs> dance. And I'm like, but I am creative, I swear. So like, how am I going to get that out there? And I feel like my personality is what I can use to be creative and the, the podcast has really helped with that and I feel that grow um, over the last year and that's something that I'm bringing into 2020 I want to expand my creativity a bit more and try new things and yeah. and stuff like that I think it's creativity is a good one as well because I think it's something you're embarrassed to explore when you're in your 20s sometimes especially yeah. with things like a podcast because you're like embarrassed to put yourself out there or whatever then you get to an age where you're like, fuck it, I'm I'm losing out if I don't do this for myself. Bitch, yes, that's exactly where I'm at. Because I feel like especially as, like, you know, maybe growing up in Ireland as well, you're kind of shamed for doing anything creative. Yeah. Because I know over in England, if you guys are listening in the UK, you guys do drama at school. Like, that's a subject that you do. We don't get that. There no. is no drama. There no. is no creative, there's no creative outlets in Irish schools. No, like, it's stifled. You can do, like a, like, a, like, a Saturday class of, like, acting and stuff, but I never had that. Yeah. If I had have had drama at a young age, I could I would easily have gone on stage or done something like that. But I'm, I feel like I'm at an age where I can't really be are getting into all that now but now since we've done this and I feel like more creative I want to do more creative things I want to start a YouTube channel I want to do uh, drag It'd I want be to so do good on YouTube. I really want to do that and I think I'm so going to start YouTube by the end of the year so okay. listen out for me at and you can all oh my follow God. me and watch me do videos can we do a um, what I eat in a day vegan special with me Oh my god, yes, totally. Well, I'm... Vegan mukbang. Mukbang, <laughs> love yes, mukbang. Please. But my YouTube was going to literally like be me playing like games, like playing computer games and video games and like me and probably like little Twitch gay boy. What a creative outlet that is. Not here for the negativity. This is what we're leaving behind in 2020. I thought the sun rose today, but you're bringing the air of the shade. I'm not ready. You are so shady today. <laughs> so fucking shady. But yeah, that's kind of my um, piece from 2019. Pits, there were some, but to be to be quite honest, there weren't that many kind of negative things from 2019. Like 2019 was an oh, overall positive year. But like I said, it wasn't amazing, but it kind of was just like, yeah, it was a good year. Mm. What about you? I think personally, yeah, it was a bit of a like meh year. And I don't mean that in like a bad way. I mean that and like sometimes it's nice to just be uneventful. Yes, exactly. I'm saying this personally because I know like 2019 was cray for like what happened in the world and stuff. Our world is burning. Climate change is like the worst it's ever been. Yeah. We've had like obviously more horrific scenes from President Trump, potentially World War Three. There's been like lots of awful shit politically, Brexit, like <sighs> horrible things have happened. It's been a mess. And we don't want to like ignore those things but we're just going to talk about our personal pits and peaks for 2019 right because we know that he's going to hear yeah yes peaks podcast has to get obviously this genuinely has changed my fucking life on so many levels Aww. 
I don't hate the sound of my own voice now, which is like a real gross. <laughs> That's a big achievement. When I was in college and we did like journalism and stuff, we'd have to record stuff and listen back and you would cringe and they'd be like, you literally just have to get through it. So congratulations for getting to that point. Thank you. I'm with you as well, the creative outlets. I did a podcast and I got really into my music and we threw like a sick party in New Year's Eve and I was able to DJ and do little things like little bits that are just like really something I've always wanted to do and I actually did this year. So that was great. I love coming to parties and seeing you on the decks because it's just like, yes. <laughs> Your music's really good, like the transitions. I'm like, I don't know how you do it, I couldn't possibly do it, and I'm so upset I wasn't at that New Year's party. Oh it's kind of sexy, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm like, oh my god, baby, yes. <laughs> also, this was a really nice year for me with regards to friendships. I actually was, when I was thinking about my peaks, I was thinking friendships would be a really good one for us to talk about, Ooh. especially friendships in our late 20s and stuff, and millennial friendships, but that's another topic. For me, friendships was like, I got closer to people I really wanted to get closer to this year and I was around more like-minded people and like expanded my social circle and as I said we threw a party on New Year's Eve and just to be in a room surrounded by loads of people who I know were like my friends was like a big thing and New Year's Eve is like my anniversary of moving to London so I moved to London five years oh, on New Year's Eve. Welcome. so like it was just nice to see if I had to see myself five years ago now I would have been so happy that I'm like in a room surrounded by lovely friends and lovely people and I, that, I really that's, that was a really nice year for me friendship wise and I know that mightn't sound like a big thing but it really is especially when you get to your late 20s and you realise yeah. how many friends that you have that you're just kind of doing it because you've been friends for so long or you're putting up with certain aspects of them that you don't like anymore and yeah. when you kind of cut that away not in a negative way but when you kind of no, you are surrounded by people that are like minded and are on the same level as you it's it's so much nicer and that that's the flip side of it too there's friends as well that I probably grew distant from and I took stuff that they may have done or not done or when they didn't reach out or they didn't reply I took it really fucking personally and I shouldn't have it's just sort of accepting that this is like people grow apart I'm not going to invest time in people who aren't going to invest time in me not in a bad way as you said like it's just it's it's mm. growing up Pits my dog died this year and it fucks me Aww. oh I know I know it was so fucking sad how long did you have the dog? 15 maybe 15 years <gasps> like super sad story as well he was like he was on the way out like he was really really sick and he was really bad I was due to go home one weekend just like on the off chance just visiting home and uh, they took him to the vet and the vet was like you need to put him down like pretty soon and they waited for me to come home and he like died in my arms and oh it was really God. intense oh, I know Jesus I can only I can only imagine the pain of that because we never had like dogs growing up we only got a dog like last year yeah. so and I, I was kind of like eh whatever about the dog because I'm never at home but then yeah. I come this Christmas and I'm just like oh my god you're my ride or die it I never is. had goldfish and they die all the fucking time well it was there for three months before I realised so yeah. John um, 2019 give us some positives <laughs> yeah no there is a positive no 2019 was like oh, a solid like 7 out of 10 year like oh is that what you'd normally call it a 7 out of 10 year is that a, it's pretty like a nice. no that's what I mean I mean like there was no but the, 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 to me like, there was no like incredible peaks but there was no like really really lows or pits 7 is quite high though no I think so yeah, yeah. I mean seven's positive. peaks I got a promotion at work Ooh. so I'm in a fantastic place in my career after only 4 years amazing um, peaks were I had a lot more friends come to visit me from home and family come to visit me that's and really they nice. able to like to show my life and say this is where I am and they all said it to me they're like you're so happy. You're in such a good place. Like, this is what you're meant to be doing. I'm so happy and thrilled for you. And it's lovely to hear that from friends. Mm. Um, Peaks were obviously the podcast. Yes. As we were saying, the creative outlet, growing closer to you guys in general has been amazing. Again, closer relationships with certain people, um, this more distant relationships with other people. Yeah. But I won't get angry about that. No. I realise it's a way of life, isn't yeah. it? And there's no fights. It's just the way people go. Yeah. 
Um, Let's pick this up again. This is a good thing to chat about, guys. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a good episode. I this. think so. We'll come back to it. It'll be less depressing. <laughs> Pits were just um, sitting in the family. Was upsetting. Yeah, of course. And uh, like, hard, like hard, no, I wish I'd done a bit more travelling. I can't think the only travelling I did was like, mm. you know, just going on a holiday for five days or kind of stuff. I remember I did a lot of travelling a couple of years ago. I was really proud of myself. I kind of let fall to the wayside this year. So I'm trying to fix that. Nice. But overall, it was a very, very good year. I don't know if you noticed, but we are a generation that is obsessed with like looking back to the past. Have you ever heard of the term neo-nostalgia? I've heard of nostalgia, but I guess I can put that one together. I'm going to say no. Okay, so... nostalgia? Yeah, so it's basically this concept of our generation looking back and taking things from the past and reminiscing on the past and really... I guess it's... If you think about it, we're the generation of hashtag Flashback Friday. Yeah, Throwback Thursday. If you notice online, there's like entire Instagram accounts dedicated to the 90s and early 90s, which I love, Obsessed. by the way. Like all of those pictures of Paris Hilton, like on a binge, That's is like hot. my fave. I'm so sad we're only at 13 when that happened. That was peak pop culture. Yeah, amazing. Oh. It also extends to like the clothes we wear. So the proliferation of the 90s fashion on High Street, Topshop, Urban Affairs. And then we always have like all skill nights out. And like even when we're pre drinking, we're like put on all skill R&B classics. Like it's a real yeah. nostalgic generation. Yeah, agreed. So I guess on that note, we can do a little review of the decade because it's also not just a new year, it's a new decade, bitches. Yeah, mad. yeah. Absolutely mad. How old were all of us 10 years ago? 17? Yeah, 17 going on 18. I was 17, 17 going on 18. Yeah, I was 17 18. going on 18. Are you insane? No, I was 19 going on. No. You were 18 going on 19. I was 18 going on 19. Oh my God, I'm so old. Well, this decade is fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all in that age where we start to forget how old we are. But yeah, like it was, it was crazy. Like, like I said earlier, like this decade has literally defined our generation yep. because for us particularly, like we started this generation, 17, 18, whatever it may be, finishing secondary school, going out into the wider world, going to college, going crazy. And now we're at this point, like if you had, a, if I turned around to like 17 year old Connor when he was going into um, college for the first time, like I went to college in Maynooth, which is like National University of Ireland, Maynooth. And I went with not really anybody like there was only about six or seven people from my school going there I didn't really talk to any of those guys so kind of mm-hmm. like I went on my own and if you had told that boy who was terrified going to college for the first time where he'd be now he would not believe it well he probably would because I'm a mess so. and in a weird coincidence I, we went to the same university but didn't know each other in university didn't even know each other so crazy fair. so I've been thinking about this decade in general and I've realised I know for a fact this is the decade that's going to have the most growth yeah. for me like you know going to college graduating actually going out into the wide world and paying taxes, working, you know, maybe falling in love, possibly. Mm. Um, And even just things like, you know, coming out and embracing my sexuality and being confident about it. You know, the amount of growth I've done over the decade just in terms of that and actually being able to be myself and the confidence to be able to be myself. Um, I kind of think to myself, like, all those things happened in this decade. I can't help but think in 10 years' time, say in 2029, all I'm going to say is, sure, I worked. No, no, I, I, I know it sounds so. awful, but I just think like the amount of like new countries I visited this year, like the growing up, you know, going to college, moving out of home for the first time, getting a life, being financially independent, coming out properly, all those things happened this decade. The amount of growth that happened in ten years that won't. I'm not to be negative. Yeah, it just it won't be repeated. I'm not going to have this growth ever again. I guess you're right. This, these are like very formative years for very, growth. Yeah, because you're going from, as you said, a child to a. Pretty much fully fledged. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Semi-functioning. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think of all the things I've done over this decade. I feel like in the next decade, I'm just going to say like, bought a house, um, mm. became financially more financially stable, did a bit more traveling, which is all wonderful things. Mm. I mean, a lot of people would love to have that, mm-hmm. but I just think compared to what I've done this decade, it's never going to repeat it again. Yeah. Which is sad, but I'm also really proud of myself yeah. and the amount of growth that I did and how successful I have been. I think the past ten years, gone from seventeen to twenty-seven, is just like. A crazy 
acceleration like the shit that happens in your life in those times as you said you graduate from school you went to university you also go through things like I had my first real heartbreak yes you know like I had my yeah. first breakup and like with a with obviously I'm happy now I'm in a new relationship and my yeah. ex wasn't the one or whatever but I'll never forget that heartbreak like that's something that everybody experiences regardless of whether you like that person or not mm. it lives with you your first love lives with you like it's crazy Obviously, I moved to London, which was like a huge thing. I met my other half. My life is completely different as I thought it ever would have been. If I was to look at 27-year-old me now, at the beginning of the decade, I think I'd be pretty happy. I think what you realise is, too, over 10 years, is that, yeah, okay, everything around you changes, but I haven't changed a bit. Like, me, myself, I still feel like the 17-year-old I was 10 years ago. I don't feel any difference. I personally do feel different and I think that's a bit of a gay thing as well because I read this thing the other day um, that really hit home for me like as a queer person because um, growing up in your teenage years you put a, a dampener on who you are to try and blend in and fit in so that you don't get ridiculed and you don't get made fun of and you try and kind of blend in and you don't get the opportunity a lot of people do to figure out who they are in those years. I never got that. I kind of just went to the flow and made sure everybody was happy and lovely and smiley and it's only now in the last couple of years that I've started to figure out who I am and I think that will be part of my journey over the next few years finding out what parts of me I like and what ones I want to explore because I never really got to do that when I was younger yeah I feel like the previous decade it was constant in the back of your head like don't stand like that don't say that mm. don't talk about that um you know don't even sigh like mm. that it's constantly in the back of your head every single action every single thing that you do and I'm extremely grateful to this decade in the sense that I have I have lowered those inhibitions and you know I'm, I'm not going to say fuck it because that was it's a defense mechanism and I can't be angry at myself for that when I did that. That's the way, that's the way it had to be. I'm just grateful that I now like live in a place and I'm surrounded by people which I don't have to do that. It's a metamorphosis of yes, who yeah, you yeah. are. Exactly. I mean, the, the growth and yeah. the amount I've learned about myself. I, you know, I realised what I'm like as a person and people because suddenly I was like, oh no, I actually can say that or I can act like that or I can, you know, flip my wrist that way and not think, mm-hmm. oh Jesus, don't do that. You know, it's like you need to more control your own body physically. Mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable at what I think to myself I'm more comfortable at what I want to say out loud but not even that I feel like that is that is a part of it like you know when you're talking about your body and your expression and being like that and I feel like now is the time that especially now I feel like I can discover a bit more about who I am and what I want to do because I don't know about the rest of you but like me as a person like I know you said like you know I've always been the same always that and that's great because you have such a strong character and strong morals and strongness I was mm. very wishy-washy I didn't know who I was or what I wanted to be growing up I kind of just went with the flow and I feel like a lot of my time after college was even that like finishing college and then moving to England and moving to America and I just kind of went where everybody else was going and see and I never kind of knew what I wanted to do or where I want to be and I feel like now I'm in a place where I'm quite settled and I know what I want to do and I'm ready to explore and learn new things and I'm kind of excited for the next decade that year decade sounds very exciting yeah Yeah. I feel like the last one was very it was great it was lovely and I figured out a lot of things I feel like I'm really coming to the point now where I'm figuring out who the fuck I am and where I want to go and what I want to do because I've always been so passive and I feel like now I'm ready to be like right let's go get life by the balls I picture like you're like a seed growing and now you're ready to flower oh you little gay bitch thank you Um, I think you hit the nail on the head though with the decade is a decade of identity and 10 years in this stage of anybody's life is going to be when you find your identity or when you're coming to terms with your identity mm. um, and you're sort of shedding a side of you that you were pretending to be in your cases or you didn't relate to anymore or whatever you find yourself. I know, like, I say I'm the same person as in I feel the same and that I feel like I have the same soul and the same mind and everything. I don't, obviously I've matured, but I still feel like the same person. But I had a flip side struggle in that there were times in my 20s where I really struggled with my physical identity and I couldn't connect with how I looked physically. 
and it really fucked me like I was looking at myself in the mirror and I and I didn't recognize who I was and I hated my body and I hated everything about myself and this took me from left field like I never thought like that was always super confident but in my mind I think it's you know the emergence of the internet social media Instagram comparing yourself to these people this platform that you're not exposed to when I was yeah yeah, Mm. before 17 Instagram came out 10 years ago it came out in 2010 so as I was growing up I was comparing myself to these people and struggling struggling with my physical identity now I've got past it thankfully and you kind of grow out of it and stuff but it's tough it's a tough time well that's the thing not everyone does grow out of it I feel like we're very lucky that we have because I was at home talking to people and I know friends of mine who have younger siblings or younger relatives who are really struggling with their mental health and how they look in the mirror and things like that because of things like Instagram and Snapchat and all this kind of stuff and I'm so glad that that kind of missed us and I think and especially now I know we still have it and I know I have a lot of friends my own age who won't go on things like Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat because they don't like those things or comparing themselves to those things but we're lucky that we're at an age where we can do that a lot of kids they're still very impressionable they don't know that it's going to be better or it'll move on or times will change we're aware of that now things will get better I feel only missed about like five years though like, I know, like, we feel like, oh, we're the generation that skipped it. I feel like if you were born... We didn't only... skip it because it got to me. I think it's a but that's the thing. female we did, thing. No, well. I think we didn't skip it. It definitely hit us. But I feel like it hit us at an age where we were able to be, like, actually take a step back well, and have a I thought so, it. too. Because it hit me when I was 23, 24. Oh, wow. And at a time where I would thought I was so confident. And it, it shook me. 2016, 2017, for two solid years, it, I yo-yo-dieted. It affected my health. I went through it tough time and it and when it hits you later as well you it rocks your confidence so much because you're like I'm better than this but I'm giving into this I just if I was to tell my previous self anything through the last decade it's stop focusing on these physical things that just literally have no meaning or matter to anything in your life yeah it's such a waste of time you're wasting your formative years so guys I feel like that got really deep real quick that was like really good (laughs) I didn't expect us to do that so let's Take that, run with it. And I think there's actually a few topics there for future episodes. I think we should definitely talk about, like, you know, body using yes. way, how we look. That should be a really good episode as well. And friendships, for and sure. And friendships. But moving on, let's talk about some of the crazy things that happened this decade. Like, okay. some phenomenons. Because I have it for you. So let's talk about streaming, Netflix, Amazon Prime, being able to watch things at the flick of a button. That didn't exist Mm-mm. until this decade. Like, that is crazy. Yeah. Like, like the, the concept of Netflix. Imagine 10 years ago when we were watching, like, VS, VHS tapes and, like, DVDs and stuff. What? That Netflix, <laughs> I know. That Netflix would exist. VHS. Yeah, VHS tapes. Did you not watch it? did, Joe. I know, but, like, it's 10 years ago we're talking. I'm fucking 25. Okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, that's actually, he's right. DVDs and Blu-rays were definitely... Like, I had got some pirate DVDs 10 years ago. Yeah. They oh, were... you need some? Because pirate DVDs are, like, watching <laughs> shitty videos on fucking YouTube. <laughs> fucking VHS. You have no concept of time. Anyway, so... Uh, the concept of streaming, I think it's absolute madness. Like, at the beginning of the decade, that's when Netflix and stuff first started coming out. And now you have it. It's going on. It's a part of our lives. Everyone's so used to it. People have it now nearly instead of regular TV, like BBC One, BBC Two, RTE, whatever. And I think now, I say this all the time. It's got, I said this a couple of years ago, and I've been proven right, that these streaming services are going to get to a point where everyone and their mother is going to have a streaming service and it's going to get to a level where some company will go, hey, if you give us 50 quid a month, we'll give you access to all of these streaming services. Yeah. And we'll essentially be back to where we were with Sky Plus. Yes. We started with Sky and, and all TV the channels license. and everyone was like, no, now we have Netflix and we have, like even in America, they have Hulu, they have the Warner Brothers of ABC, we have BBC iPlayer, the ITV player, Channel 4 player, we have all this stuff. <laughs> to now name TV. <laughs> to name a few. And I feel like it's going to get to a point where you can pay for a subscription to have them all. Like, it's it's wild. The way it's gone from, like, zero to 60 and they're back. 
Um, streaming is, is huge, but I do think it has come to a detriment. I genuinely believe the concept to sit there and watch episode after episode after episode. I can't tell you the amount of days I've wasted. Mm. The amount of motivation is sucked out of me. I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'll just And then you get up in the morning. I'm just going to watch one episode of this. Four hours goes. Crazy. It's, it's, crazy. It's, I genuinely think it is something that we need to be very, very careful of. Um, I think the decade as well saw, for me, it was like two major like topics that were sort of in the mainstream media and one of them is obviously climate change and sustainability and how much we have realised that we fucked up the planet this year or over the last decade or so and the rise in young kids getting involved and speaking out obviously we've got the OG Sharon Thunberg (laughs) 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 and he was like doing things for the climate and for the earth that like no fucking middle-aged man in power could ever do and never it's, will. Yeah, it's terrifying what's going on, but I'm hoping with like the rise of Extinction Rebellion and that sort of things, I'm glad it's it's being spoken about more and being brought to the forefront. Exactly. Also, on the, with that in mind, veganism has had a massive rise over the last 10 years. Veganism and even living a vegetarian diet has had a massive rise over the last 10 years. Huge. Huge. And we've seen people are eating meat less and less and it pisses all the farmers off in Ireland, but I don't give a fuck. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, on that note, we're also going to get a very famous vegan on the podcast pretty soon so keep your ears peeled um and lastly for me i guess female empowerment is such a bullshit buzzy word and i hate saying it but i guess it's the only thing that can sum it up we've seen ebb and flow of the treatment of women over the last 10 years we have people in power like donald trump who can say horrific derogatory things about women and he's still the president of the united states but we also have the me too movement which completely exposed a like a whole systemic mistreatment and abuse of women in Hollywood. And social media, again, gave that a platform to come forward and it gave it a voice and it did a lot for women standing up for their, for their own rights and being treated as equals. In Saudi Arabia, we see women now are getting some of their rights back, which is great. It's small steps, but it's huge in the grand scheme of things. I'm still not over the Prince Andrew thing. I'm waiting for him to be fucking exposed. If you listen to the podcast, Prince, we fucking know you did it. You weren't in Peace Express in Woking. You fucking okay? nonce. I think like when it comes to social media, um, it's huge. Um, we can focus on the positives, as you say, yeah. like things like the Me Too movement yeah. and how obviously it escalated that and gave it a platform. Mm-hmm. But also like, you know, negatives. I mean, the verb trolling did not exist 10 years ago. Sure. And now everybody knows what a troll is and what they do. And it's disgusting. I read an article that titled the 2010s as Decade of the Trolling. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. Again, so like anything, positives, bringing, um, you know, highlighting important movies like that, but it also brings out the worst in people, hiding behind a computer, hiding behind a picture, hiding behind a keyboard. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it, it has worked in a lot of favours, for example, with we've seen this sort of um, expose of a lot of racism around the world because of social media, all the racist cops in the United States. Mm. You had Black Lives Matter movement, which basically was created from social media and from the internet. And we can sort of come together in these things, but it's also on the flip side, as you said, like used for bad, like Mm. Facebook and all of these bots and Russian interference and all of this. I mean, we could sit and talk about this forever, but it's been a rocky fucking decade, guys. Yeah. And just a little personal thing, I think like um, overall queer representation mm. on television. Not to keep coming back and put myself in a box, but no, I think no. it's, it's really important to important. me. I still remember watching Kurt and Blaine having their kiss and glee oh, yeah. at the very start of the decade and how amazing it was to see people who were supposed to be my age, uh, you know, gay teenagers kissing and how amazing that was. 
and now we're at a stage where if a show doesn't have queer representation, they're being criticised. Yeah, which no, is great. Yeah, exactly. Like we've gone from lauding shows for having it to criticising shows for not having it. Which, which is, huge. is huge and I'm very grateful for that. And shows like Pose, obviously, queer people of colour, yep. um, getting some limelight is obviously really, really important. Um, so that's something that's been really, really lovely to see for me. Connor, correct me if I'm wrong, sure the soap queen don't pretty much all of the soaps now have a gay character in them or yeah. have had. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, a lot of the soaps kind of do have these LGBT characters because you're going to have to because especially for a soap as well, like soaps in the UK are huge and everybody watches and millions and millions of people tune in every week, every year, whatever maybe. They have to show like a nice variety of things that are happening in the real world. Mm-hmm. So I personally love EastEnders, I know, as I've mentioned before, but they have a huge variety. They have um, Sikh families, they have Muslim families, they have like LGBT characters, mm-hmm. they have people who are coming out, people who are very comfortable with their sexuality. So the variety of the storylines is brilliant and to have that representation on TV shows like seven or eight o'clock, like one of my favorite things I actually saw, I think it was this year, a video came to light of one of the guys who was uh, instrumental in EastEnders back in the 90s. Because remember, EastEnders only started like in the mid 80s. So mm-hmm. there was an episode in the 90s where there was a gay character on the television and this man was being interviewed um, about that story and they were taking questions from the audience. I think it was on like one of those, like, you know, ITV in the morning TV mm-hmm. shows that, that had the audiences. And this woman was just like, oh, I can't believe that they had this LGBT storyline at like half seven in the evening. Like my children were watching that. Like, that's disgusting. And the man who was in charge of the show literally sat there and was like, well, that's not our problem. We're not here to write bedtime stories for your children. We're here to write stories about real people and real things. And we're not going to apologize for having two gay men kiss because it happens. It's real. And if you don't want your child to watch that, that's your problem, not ours. Good. And it was like, whoa. So, yeah, this decade's been great. I know that's the 90s, but this decade's been great. (laughs) And a special shout out to a previous podcast about sexual health, about people speaking about it more comfortably out in the open, the amount of progress we made in um, HIV prevention, HIV medication. And people who have HIV can live regular lives. So I think we are going to wrap this episode up with a why though moment. So Wouldn't he like us? Yeah. Quick why though moment of the decade when you thought, what the fuck is going on? Oh, why though? All right, go on, Nikki, you first then. Okay. Um, I think we saw this decade was the decade of like crazy fucking internet challenges. And I'm like, what was the ice bucket challenge? Oh my God, love. What, what like, was it like? Why though? Why though? <laughs> well, it was supposed to be for like donations towards like ALS or some kind of lesser known. I never made a donation. I don't think anyone made a donation. Like no, nah, I think it just got to the band level. But my favorite thing is, is that um, Donatella Versace did the ice bucket <laughs> challenge like three weeks ago. She did it on TikTok where she literally said, yes, ALS, ice bucket challenge, throw water on me. It was very odd. Weird. Everyone was like, where did that even come from? We had like the no makeup selfie as well, which was like completely pointless and planking. I'm like, what are all of these things? I <laughs> loved planking. Why I not? couldn't do it, but I liked planking. I couldn't plank to save my life. <laughs> we know. So I just feel like we have to, myself and Cara were speaking about this um, earlier on. I cannot like do a decade interview podcast without mentioning the fact that Katy Perry killed a fucking nun. <laughs> she killed a nun. She killed a nun. <laughs> we have to talk about this. Look, Please, we ha- Connor. We Mate, have to... that nun is dead, all right? No, she but killed listen, a nun. We have to talk about the actual facts. Okay? Yes. The fact is, the nun's dying words were Katy Perry. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into this, just want to say, oh. I'm a big fan of Katy Perry. I love Katy Perry. Katy Perry's teenage dream defined my early 2000s. The start of my decade was defined by that entire album. There are no skips. Every song, bops, Hummingbird Heartbeat, Circle the Drain, all the other ones that are actual singles. <laughs> the actual, like, top five, like, the actual five number ones of my yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Brilliant album, love Katy Perry, but yes, a nun did die and Katy Perry may or may not have involved. She killed a nun. She didn't kill a nun. Basically, right, if I'm correct, and you know me, I'm normally not, this nunnery had a house in LA or in California or something like that, and they couldn't afford the rent. So the people who owned it, because they didn't own it, 
were putting it up for sale. And it was a really big plot of land. It was a really big building. Obviously, there's a shit ton of nuns in there. And uh, Katy Perry's realtor was like, this one is up for sale. Do you want to buy it? I don't know if Katy knew it was full of nuns, but she was like, yeah, I want to buy it. So Katy Perry bought it and then the nuns wouldn't leave. They were like squatting in this place that they didn't own because it wasn't their building. Yes, they'd lived there for years, but it wasn't theirs. They just did it out of habit. Ah! You were waiting for that. You were waiting for an opportunity for that. I really fucking was. Oh my God. So Katy Perry bought the house and basically the nuns had to leave and the nuns wouldn't leave. And there was a huge court case. There was a whole thing about who owned it and what was going on and was Katy the rightful owner. And I think the judge wrote that Katy Perry was the rightful owner of the place. But unfortunately, one of the nuns who came to testify had like a heart attack in the middle of her trial and was rushed out. And her last dying words were, Katy Perry, please Please stop. stop. I mean, has pop culture... The headline writes itself. It's so unbelievable. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. And a special shout out to Big Brother Celebrity 2016? What? 2017. 2017? Yeah. Yeah, Gemma Collins. I feel like that's a huge pop culture one we had to speak of. If you want to know more about that, me and Nikki did a Gemma Collins off in our reality TV episode. So please do listen to that. Wrapping up there on pop stars and stuff, we have to talk about it. Like, th- like this decade was the birth of some of the biggest pop stars of our time. Uh-huh. You have the Lady Gagas, you have Rihanna, you have Beyonce. And I know they all had songs before, but like the really concept of like, you know, pop girls, that really was this decade. And we've kind of ridden the coattails of that ever since as gays. It's also the decade of Adele. Adele, good Adele. for Adele. Just bringing it up. Can't wait for her comeback. Also, Rihanna's a fucking liar. No new album in 2019. You're a liar, Rihanna. No one trusts you. Very sad. It's also the decade that Lady Gaga wore the meat dress, just putting it out there. Iconic meat dress. Iconic. Still not over, Billy. Watch your fucking face, shading her in an interview with her brother. It's like, who the fuck are you, girl? Calm the fuck down. What? The show they were talking about, and, she, and Billy, Billy Eilish was just kind of like, that she wore the meat dress? Ugh. And turned away to her brother, bro, like, oh my god, yeah, I know, can you believe she did that? Her meat dress the walked shade. so you could run, bitch. Exactly, the fucking shade of it all. Ugh. I bet you she was at a monster ball. She's a fucking hater. I was at a monster ball. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Get your claws up. Get your paws up, honey. <laughs> cool, so I think we're going to wrap the episode of that one. It's been a bit of a long and winding one. We're really getting back into the seat here on We this. have ten years to go through. Like, <laughs> I feel like that one was a lot of fun. That got a lot deeper than I thought it would. It got a lot yeah. funnier than I thought it would. So I think we did really good. And we haven't lost our talents, guys. Can I just plug some future eps? Because, lads, 2020 is a big motherfucker for us this year. Like we said, creativity is rising and we're really going to push this out there. Um, So we've got some banging episodes lined up. We spoke last year about, last year, I say it like it's ages ago, <laughs> we spoke last year about relationships and we have the Relationships Part 2 episode which is coming next week. Yes, next week we're going to be doing all about gay relationships because last time was all about um, the straights and actually guys, that's one of the most downloaded episodes we've had mm-hmm. ever so thank you so much for listening you nosy bastards. Thanks Nob. <laughs> Thanks Nob. And next week's episode is going to be all about gay relationships. And in the same vein as that one, there's going to be a lot of tea being spilt. If you're nosy fucking bitches, you need to listen because it's going to be some good shit. There's going to be some announcements from some of the cast members of the podcast. Of the episode, so I'm so fucking ready. I've been, I've, it's been listen. in my drafts for like the past couple of weeks what so I'm going to be fun. saying. I have a lot to say. A lot to say. A lot to say. And then we also have another episode coming up, hopefully in January, to fit in with our... Uh, getting fit, getting healthy Veganuary-ish. on January vibe and that is going to be a very, very famous and well-known influencer I want to call him um, in yeah. the vegan world. Yeah. Um, Alright guys, so thank you so much for listening. So good to be back. So great to be back. I'm so <laughs> great. I missed you, girls. Bye, honeys. Bye. 2020 New Year, New Gee. Bye. If you wish to find out more information about us, please follow. God, we haven't done this Fucking much. hell, you are useless. Right.
Okay, guys, so if you want to follow us um, on social media, we would love that. You, you can follow us at generation underscore why though on Twitter and on Instagram. If you want to drop us an email, please do so at genwhydo at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Facebook and it was 2020, delete that shit. Please follow us at Generation Why Though. I'm actually tempted to do this. Yes, Very tempted. But that's another episode. Thanks okay. very much, guys. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Bye.